Welcome to Mystical Mugen Podcast, where we connect to spirit and give you different perspectives on spiritual topics and engaging conversations with community leaders, healers, and teachers. Today, we are exploring the energy and bits of astrology for this next full moon, asking what needs aren't we meeting, and letting go of fears that are keeping us stagnated and stuck. Let's go on this journey together to connect to the shadow pieces within. This next full moon on March 18th is full of Virgo energy. It's going to lead us into the spring equinox and start off the astrological new year. Remember that full moons represent points of release. So this is a perfect opportunity to purge that is no longer things you want to carry into this next cycle. One big thing to choose is to let go of self-criticism. And the idea of just being perfect and wanting to look perfect, be perfect, the perfect world, we got to let that go. Neptune will also be very active under this full moon. And you got to remember, Neptune can boost our spiritual insights. It can also cloud things for us to make it harder for us to see the whole truth. We may have to be mindful of the idea that not all that glitters is gold. So trust your intuition and listen to its guidance and really seek out the truth in any situations. If it doesn't feel right, really look deep. And so this is starting to ask us, you know, why are we hearing in astrology this is the start of the new year? In astrology, the sun moves into Aries at the same time as the equinoxes. Aries is considered to be the first sign of the zodiac. And when starting in a sign, it is considered the start of the astrological year. So happy new years, people. And as we shift into this new year, I'm going to ask you to set some intentions for what you want to bring into this year. Aries is a sign of leadership. So think about what you want to take a leadership role in your life right now. Just what pieces need a little bit more guidance and kind of that leadership energy. We also have the spring and fall equinox going on depending on where you live. And it's a high vibration day where we're guided to bring balance into our lives. Both of these are transitional seasons where we honor the cycles of life and death, creation and transitions. We really need to look at how we can use these equinox energies to honor these sides of our human experience. What has died in your life? What has been reborn? What would you like to create and what needs that transformation? March is the only month of 2022 where we have zero major planets in any retrograde. This month unfolds with a bold, fast, forward-moving energy that is pushing us through our fears and to take action on the things that we really want to do. So take advantage of this energy now. Start with that new project. Take action into the things you want to do. Leave your excuses to the side and use this energy to move into action. It's time to get up and get moving. Make that phone call. Call that person you've been interested in. Go apply for that job you've always kind of dreamed about with that promotion. This is the time to do it. And it's really going to be important at the second half of this month as we cross over into the Aries season following this spring and autumn equinoxes. It's pressing us to find balance between the day-to-day functions and routines, physical health, and the need for order. Virgo energy is focused on vision, spiritual health, and the infinite. It rules in the tools of techniques we use to deal with day-to-day life. Why, Pisces rules the tools in how to manage our spiritual selves. 
So we're moving from the spiritual aspect into more of the physical again. And there's going to be some kind of conflict or predicament that's going to emerge this month for you. It may almost feel like a crisis of consciousness or a sudden awareness of something that's lacking in your life. And this experience will provide you with an opportunity to explore these emotional, mental, physical areas of your life and where there's needs not being met. What is lacking? What do your mind, body, and soul need to be filled? And so it's going to ask us to explore these. And first, let's start with our well-being. We think of well-being as our physiological needs. This is the actual biological requirement for survival, like air, food, drinks, shelter, clothing, warmth, sex, sleep. And we need to ask some questions on how are these being met? Is our basic needs being met? And so let's dive into that. Let's look at some of these pieces with that. Do you have enough food and shelter? Are you getting enough sleep? Do you have physical intimacy in your life? Do you feel financially secure? Do you feel you have the tools and resources to support your medical needs? Do you move, exercise, bring in that balance to the physical body? Do you like your job? Do you look forward to your job? If we're not building on these well-being pieces, these are the foundational pieces to begin with. Those are the pieces I'm going to encourage you to start working on first before you move into any of these other ones. So the next one is the safety piece. The needs for security and safety become super important. We as people want to experience order, predictability, and control in our lives. We want to know what's going to happen. And there's certain needs that need to be fulfilled by family, friends, community, schools, work, etc. And then this is the pieces I want you to look at of where you feel safe. Is there anything that you're afraid of? Do you actually feel physically, emotionally, and mentally safe in your life? Is there a place more than others that you don't feel safe? Is there a certain person that makes you feel unsafe that you're around? Do you feel that you're treated socially right? Do you feel like others understand you? Do you feel you have the freedom to truly express who you are? That's the second piece to work on. And those can be a little bit intimidating questions when you sit and really think about that. And especially when it comes to safety of, it's just not a physical safety. When we always hear the word safety, I think we always think physical but I'm talking it's that emotional safety too. It's that person that you talk to on the phone that makes you feel sad or makes you feel less than. That's not safe. Or it's that one that makes you feel like because you think differently from them that something's wrong with you. No, you are just uniquely have a different perspective, right? Those are the pieces I want you to sit with and see what areas in your life that comes up for you. Last but I feel is the most important one. Where does love and belonging come into your life? There's a need for social connection and it involves feeling of a belonging and acceptance. We all need to feel loved, feel loved by others. We each need to have this feeling of belonging. And this includes our relationship with ourself, especially friendships and family and be part of a group and a community is so important as well. And one of the questions I ask is, especially when it comes around love, do you feel like your love language is being expressed to you? And what is a love language? Well, it's the way we receive and feel love. There's all these different categories of 
words of affirmations, acts of service, quality time, gift giving. It's all these different things. And so I would encourage you to go take that online free test that they say and see how you receive and love is spoken to you. It's so important because someone can be completely opposite in love language and they're expressing their love language to you, but you're not receiving it because it's not how you perceive love. And so sometimes we have to get a different view and eye at it. Like, oh my God, they really are showing me love. I just feel it differently because it's not in my language. And I'm going to tell you, when you look at that, even with your children, it gives you different eyes. Okay, yes, they're expressing how they express love. And so then you can receive it and feel it a lot more. We also accept the love we think we deserve. So if you got a lot of trauma or a lot of self-criticism and stuff like that, you're going to accept more things than you shouldn't. And those are the pieces I would ask you to go into those shadow parts and start healing because you do deserve to be loved. You are enough. You are accepted. And you should never be treated less than. When I work with people, I say if it feels like they're tearing you down instead of building you up, then that's not love. That's criticism. That's judgment. That's other things. And I'm not saying love is this all magical thing. No, but it's supportive. It, it feels nurturing. It feels caring. It wants what's best for you and never wants to make you feel littler. So if you notice that you're having a pattern of being in abusive, toxic relationships, somewhere inside you, there's a piece of you that believes you're not enough, that you don't deserve to be loved. And those are the pieces that you want to explore to really start loving yourself. So when that's ever expressed to you, you don't tolerate anything less. So how does this apply to love and belonging? The questions we want to ask is, how is infection taking a role in your life? How do you receive it? How is it being shown to you? Where is it being expressed? Do you feel that others understand you, that they get you, that they understand your perception of things? What things do you participate in to make you feel part of something more than yourself? This can be community, this can be schools, this could be clubs, this could be activities. And what creative activities do you do to express that? Do you feel you have meaningful relationships in your life? Those are the pieces to really sit down and reflect on. And this is how you'll see what needs are missing. You'll be like, oh man, I really am not involved in anything that's community-based or creative-based. And so really stepping out of that comfort zone to try something new, to go on meetup and find a group that has a same gathering of something that you love, like D&D, Pokemon, meditation, abundance. There's so many things out there. Even during this pandemic, my friend Susie has shown me amazing things that she connected through writing, connecting with others, just through this online platform. So how are we going to apply what you just discovered about your needs? This full moon is kind of urging us to strike the balance between work and service, practicality and impracticality, criticism and acceptance, to really look at our work habits, health, and routines, to really use this information to move into the next actions. We can't sit on our feelings. We need to express them. 
see what needs more attention and growth. And that's why you just answered all those questions in the needs section. What needs more attention and growth? We are starting to shift this illusion of the old world and the old ways. The persistent ideas with duality and separation, they're starting to unravel. And this new energy will be working with more togetherness, harmony, wealth, co-creatorship, and serenity. Moving us into this vast heart-expanded consciousness that we all have divine potential inside of us. Hear that again. That we all have this divine potential inside of us. When we work with heart consciousness, we move the energy from fixedness to possibilities, and this equals the manifestation. The old energy is becoming frantic, trying to keep its form in this world right now with fear, anger, corruption. And it's our job to focus on the positive energy and see how others are starting to move more into alignment with their energy bodies. People are exploring cosmic information, ancient wisdom, teachings, and looking at how they can co-create with the universe. We are in this process of significant transformation as the old rooted systems are being exposed and hopefully dissolving soon. But you got to remember that fear shapes our perceptions of reality and how we behave. When we perceive something, our brain reacts to it. It makes us act and act against it. We impose our limitations with the intention we are feeding it. If you feel fearful about the world events, then change the energy you're putting out and focus on, on what is going right with those events. Let's take the war with Ukraine and Russia for an example. It's terrifying and it's upsetting and it's something that shouldn't be happening right now, but unfortunately it is. I will focus on the world rallying together, the internet doing what it can to support, bring in support, us having to look at alternative fuel sources. And yes, I know it's scary with these skyrocketing prices, but it's a good thing in the overall scheme of things. That evil energy of bullying, hurtfulness, violence is no longer being tolerated. That people across the world are saying no to this energy. Change is fearful and scary, but let's change the energy to hope and resilience. Focus on those pieces that you see on that hope and resilience being displayed. And it's really learning to change our reactions to our emotions, to change the reaction of fear to that hopefulness. We choose to come here for the experience. Even the negative aspects of the world are our own doing in some parts. It's part of our soul contract that we took on. And I know some of you are like, oh, I definitely didn't choose this. Well, we're stupid when we're in the spirit world. When we're in that spiritual aspect and astral body, we're like, yeah, bring it on. This will really evolve me to a deeper learning and understanding. So no, there is some part of us that does choose that. And some is part of the collective learning as well that we made an agreement when we came down here to express and to experience. When we think that we're just limited to this physical construct of this physical body, and you will hear me say it over and over again, we are more energetic than we are physical. We have our auras, our chakras, our meridians, our mental, emotional, and spiritual are all energetic. And then we have the physical mass, which is our physical body. And they both work together. Our physical body is a total tuning fork for our energy body. If you truly look at the quantum molecular makeup of our physical body, 
we are this mass force of magnetism, uh, vibration, and frequency. How amazing is that? Our physical body is meant to be this amazing house for the energetic part of us. We just haven't been taught that. And that's why we're here. We're here to learning. We're learning to know that and explore that. And I just, it brings me so much joy when I hear people make that connection with the energy and physical body. We are these major generators of energy with our emotions, thoughts, bile fields, and so much more. When you start looking at your physical body as that generator, 20 bucks, you're going to start treating it so much differently. You're going to be paying attention to the food that energizes that, that biofield and the energy that you're emitting out. We can help balance and bring in good energy with our thoughts, emotions, and intentions. And that's why prayer is so strong. Because it's hope. It's love. It's that connecting to that universal source energy. So if you're feeling helpless and like, I can't do anything, sit and pray. See loving energy falling down on Ukraine and the world or yourself, whatever that looks like. Just imagine that. Thoughts are powerful. The more we get aligned with that energy of hope and balance and resilience, the more we connect to that conscious awareness and amplify its energy around the things that we're calling it forth. The more we work on getting aligned with our higher selves, the more we let loose the imposed restrictions on ourselves with believing we can't to believing we can and see the powerfulness of that, then that's the energy we will put out. If we focus on hope, love, and transformation, we can find that energy all around us, surrounding us like a bubble. We are here to, for an experience, to grow the spiritual parts of ourselves, to experience lack and abandonment, is to help us appreciate the beautiful quality of connection and love. Only when we can experience something can we truly understand the lesson and growth. So an example of this, I can sit there and tell you how tasty and tangy and bitter a chocolate may taste on your tongue, but it's not until you actually eat it and feel it and experience it yourself that you will know the complete understanding of what chocolate tastes like. Well, that's the same for these life lessons we're going through right now. Unfortunately, we have to experience some of these heavier, denser energies to truly move into a place of acceptance, harmony, love. And I hope the biggest takeaway you take from this is what needs aren't you fulfilling right now? What needs more extra love and intention? What needs to kind of move through some fears to be enhanced more, to be filled up more? And what fears are you still letting be your driver's seat so those needs aren't being met? Those are the two pieces I hope that you take away from this. And I always like to end with the ritual. As always, I want to give you tools to help kind of shift and move this energy. And this next full moon, this is a full one because full moon's always about releasing. So let's kind of release some of these fears that we're carrying. This one's a really simple, but I feel is a powerful one. If you really step in and do the reflection, you will see it transform things. You're going to need a pen and paper at the symbol of the spiral. I will have that up on my website. Candle, any color that you're guided to. This is your ceremony. Whatever guides you, we're just using that light and the fire energy of transformation. The spiral represents us connecting to the physical self, 
to our higher self. It spirals up to that. It's all the levels of our interbeing, the interdimensional part to our energetic, to the core of the earth. Look at the galaxies. They're the spiral energies. It's an energy that moves. If you look at all of places in nature, there's that Fibonacci spiral sequence. It's literally the foundation of who we are. You'll see it in the Kundalini. It is symbolic of raising one's consciousness on the path of the evolution of the soul. And that's exactly what we're talking about. The more we acknowledge the needs that we have, our fears, what's keeping us from working on that higher plane of energetic balancing, the more we can shift it and more connect to that higher realm. It is connected to the flow through our chakras with that spiraling circle. And it is the spiral shape of the double helix in our DNA of each of our cells. It is literally a part of us too. So when we connect and use sacred geometry or sacred symbols in our rituals, we're connecting to that information, that tool to help us connect for ourselves. It's powerful. It's meaningful. And they're so much fun because they can bring in some amazing things into your life. So today we're going head on with our fear and letting that baby go. We're saying bye, bye, bye. I don't want you here anymore. <laughs> the action we're going to do is you're going to set your sacred space, however that looks for you. Use herbs, sage, sound, music, toning, Set that space. Make it feel beautiful. You're calling in the energy of the cosmos. We want it in harmony. Then put on the 639 hertz music. There's so many free resources out there on YouTube and Spotify. Put it on. Listen to it. Embody it. It's the heart chakra because that's what we're working with. The more the, the biggest generator of all of our chakras. And then after your space is set and sacred, Light that candle with the intention of the light showing you these fears and to carry them out of your center. And when you're all settled and connecting to that fire energy, get that spiral symbol and put it in between both of your hands and go straight to your heart chakra. And you're going to chant this intention. I choose to face you, my fears. The ones I see and unseen, you have kept me safe and also stuck. I have known you deeply and I've been afraid to express you. Today I claim the beauty you played in my life, but today I release the blocks you set before me. Today I give you thanks for the lessons you taught me, and today you are no longer that deep whisper within. I release the tainted view you've given me through my eyes, and I take back the voice you kept me from expressing. Today I release these fears with love. And then you're going to get an action and pin. And write down the fears that are coming up. Give them a name. Give them an expression. And they could look like fears of public speaking, not being enough, flying, sharks, heights, clowns, death and dying, a nuclear attack, heartbreak, humiliation. Let whatever comes come down on that paper. Let it flow. And if you're having a hard time, ask these questions. What am I really afraid of? What scares me? to express or makes me hesitant? What do I tend to worry about? And where do I need to pay attention so other things can grow because I let this be my driver? 
and just write and let it flow, let it come out. And then we're going to move into compassion with the fear. You're going to continue to hold that spiral in energy between your hands and you're just going to see it release from your body. See and visualize it going down to that quantum level of the helix of your DNA and see it releasing into the spiral into your hands. And we have to go into gratitude because some of these fears kept you safe. Some of these also pushed you towards something even bigger than yourself. Tell your fear that it, you're thankful for the gift that it played, but now it's time to say goodbye and let it go. And then sit and just receive the energy. Listen to that beautiful 639 hertz playing as you breathe and release. Each time you take a death breath in and release, it's releasing some of that attachment to those fears. And once you finish spending this time reflecting and reconnecting to your breath, keep breathing some more. Breath is that prana life force energy. And then we're going to close the ceremony by being thankful for having this deep insight, even at things that we don't want to look at. And for yourself, for willing to do this deep work. It's not easy doing shadow work. I give high fives and woohoos, you did it, yeah, to anyone that does and steps into these shadow pieces because it's not easy. No, it's not easy at all. And give gratitude for the universe because you know what? You are the expression of love of the cosmos. You are beautiful. You are enough. You are amazing. Now it's just time for you to believe that. And then close the ceremony any way you want. Some people will keep a list of their fears to see how they transmuted over the years. Some will want to go bury it and burn it. This is your ceremony. You guide yourself on how that looks. You do what's good for you. I want to thank you for joining me today. And I really hope you took some ways to see what needs need some more loving and affection and just a little bit more attention. And what fears need to be let go of and no longer need to be your driver. You can connect with me at my website at www.altotaven.com. Become my friend on social media. Hey, we all need more friends, right? I have some amazing metaphysical products and services available on my web store. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can connect with us with a coffee or Venmo ofrenda. This allows us to continue to roll out these podcasts. And just a reminder, who looks outside dreams? Who licks inside awakes, Carl Jung. Wake up, babies, the little sparks of joy. Having an amazing full moon. Namaste.